Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, August 26th. Man, that feels even better knowing how close we are to football season. A month away. Exactly a month. a month away. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. I mean, I guess I, I knew it was close. I could feel it. I could 26, feel it. yeah. Golly. I'm ready for football. Uh, fall practice is full swing. Um, they In full pads. They, they've even been in Neyland. Yeah. So it's, it's really going. At that point... Um, and I know it's football, but we are going to have a little baseball. we got to throw in some vol baseball. We didn't get a full spring yep. on what should have been a great spring. So we've got a uh, vol baseball assistant, Ross Kivett, uh, that'll be joining us here later in the episode. So make sure you stay along with that. Of course, we are talking about fall camp um, and then some recruiting updates. Uh, maybe not good news, but it's okay. It, it's not bad. It's not even bad news. We're just going to hash out our thoughts. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Um, we, we're also going to talk about some, uh, some involved football players that have been, uh, given more accolades added on to what he's already had, uh, and all that good stuff. And then we've got our Florida man. I've got a great picture for you today. A good one. Cause I told you, um, I told you last episode that we did Florida man that I just can't believe these are true. Some of these pictures are real. Like they're yeah. parodies, SNL skits, something. Mm-hmm. This one I know for a fact is real. Is so real? I'm excited okay. to show it to you. It's embarrassing. Flat out embarrassing. Embarrassing for Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, the, I was thinking like you dressed up as a Florida man. No, and, okay. No, no, I would ne- never, <laughs> never. Uh, l- let's get right into it though. In terms of fall camp, been a been a week. You heard from some players today, most notably at practice. Harrison Bailey, he's back. What a what a first practice to have to be in full pads. That kind of sucks. It isn't. I mean, at least he's got the black jersey on. He's not getting touched. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not like. Uh, there might have been some other guys that we hadn't heard about. They didn't mention them, so I'm not like trying to say they left anybody out. I'm just saying Harrison Bailey is the notable guy you've missed from practice. Yep. I guess they, I don't know if they said there were other guys or if they specifically said there weren't other guys. But, you know, if there's a linebacker that his first bat, first day back is full pads, you're a freshman, that's a wake-up call. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, or, or like a running back. And yeah. Your first hit is in full pads. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Um, But, yeah, Harrison Bailey, that – it just kind of is unfortunate what's happened since he's been on campus. See, it gets to practice like twice. They were, I think they were just in shells. They weren't even in full pads. Right. So didn't get an entire spring with the coaching staff. And then is ready for practice, and then he has to quarantine. Um, so, I mean, it, it just seems unfortunate. I, I just don't – it's looking more and more like he's not going to get a great opportunity to compete for the starting job. Right. Right, I think like a month away. That's that's close mm-hmm. for you just starting out, pretty much. Yeah, the good thing is he's been with the program, I guess. But 
And I guess like, where does he start too, like mm-hmm. in the depth chart? Because I think a lot of people had expectations that he would be the number two guy. Mm-hmm. Um, now that rate, I think we even mentioned this because we talked about JT Stroud. All the uh, you know a couple of players have been high on him. Um, some media has mentioned how he was the number two guy, but that was before Harrison Bailey had, had even stepped on the practice field this fall. So where does Harrison Bailey now get stuck in? Now that you know, or where's JT Stroud at now that Harrison Bailey's stuck in? Does he fall back to number three? Is he still the number two guy? I mean, I, I think if you're just starting out, you're you're last. Like you got to work your way up. You can't just throw yourself. Or they're not just going to throw you into second. You think that? I would be very surprised. I mean, I, I'm not. The, the good thing is with Harrison Bailey, though, like if you have the inconsistency that you did last year at the quarterback position, you're going to get a shot. Yeah, it's going to be much easier to move up. Yeah. I, and I think Pruitt, yeah, I agree with you. I think the way Pruitt coaches, you expect Harrison Bailey to be, start out last on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way college football is now, and you expect some of those freshmen to come in, especially freshman quarterbacks, to come in and be immediate, immediately impactful. Where, where, where does he start? I don't, you know, I don't know. It's 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 fun to talk about, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I wanted to pull up the roster to see how big Harrison Bailey is, listed at six four. 6'5", 225. It's a big dude. That is a big dude. Um, but number two, Garantano, Garantano, whatever you like to say, 6'4", 230. He weighs more than Harrison Bailey. That's surprising to me. And I, a lot of people you know, get, gave it to him because they said he had put on about 10, 15 pounds in three or four months. And a lot of people had said, that's not, that's not muscle. You can't put on muscle that fast. I'll say this. Jared Garantano, look, from the pictures you've seen, looks like he's selling a couple tickets to the gun show this year. He's, he looks like he's put on some muscle, man. He, I mean, it, credit to that. It's weird that now he, he wants to put on the weight. You'd think when you had a terrible <laughs> offensive line, you'd want to put on the weight. Yeah, that's definitely an, uh, an interesting way to take it. But, uh, hey, he's getting older, man. Maybe he's maturing. That's Yeah. Sure. Males don't start uh, – don't stop growing until they're, what, like 25? So I stopped, like, uh, I think junior year of high school. It's tough, tough being a man, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all. I'm it's growing awesome. in other areas. <laughs> oh, what have you? Stomach areas. <laughs> I, know we, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I shouldn't have probably went there. Um, <laughs> but Brown Mauer, 195. Okay. That's kind of shocking. Are we are we buying into the Brown Mauer being on every single media clip? Not media clip. Every single uh, of the like Twitter clips that yeah, Tennessee's is, putting he, out. He is on every Are we buying one. into that? Are we... No, I mean maybe the camera just likes him. I don't know, because he he is he literally is on every single one. I know. I was like, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about stuff like that, that you know that's a that's noticeable not, notable, I guess. I don't know. See, if you think Brian Maurer, you know he weighs one ninety five. What do you think JT Shroud weighs? I think he's probably like two two hundred two five. He's two thirteen. Wow. Okay, a little bit bigger than I thought. Yeah, that, that's that's what I, I was surprised he weighed that much more than. Brian Mauer. I'm surprised Brian Mauer is that. He is a little bit shorter. What, what was his height again? Uh, they're both 6'3". Okay, so he's 6'1". Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. We know how right. rosters look. I was yeah. listed at 5'10 on our high school roster. I was 6'0". The high school and college rosters are really, really friendly to your to your height. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely not. I, it gets I was, the ego going a little bit. You know, I was six confidence. foot, and uh, today I'm still not six foot. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's great. It gets a little <laughs> swagger in you, and it's funny that I say that because Josh Palmer, uh, he was available to the media today, and he talked about how we talked about how 
competition breeds success. And this comp, you know, the comp- competition in the quarterback room should help each quarterback get better. Josh Palmer's already said you notice a difference in how they carry themselves and the swagger that they're playing with, and it rubs off on them. And it, not only is competition in the quarter, quarterback room going to breed success at, at that position, if the quarterback position gets fixed this year, I'm really, really confident on on the success of this Tennessee offense, at least. Yeah, I mean, that fixes basically your whole entire offense if your quarterback's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, you, you you talked about it last week. The question at wide receiver isn't so much of a – question is like it's really just who's gonna play right i feel confident the talent they have do you feel confident in the talent that the quarterback has pass <laughs> not yet you're not willing to to go on record well the guy that we assume is the most talented on campus hasn't played a call a snap of college football and, and i'm not saying it's only practice one day and it's only practice <laughs> one day and i'm not sitting here trying to act like he's terrible or anything i'm not but i'm just i'm sorry i'm not willing to bond to the hype i'm obviously i'll cheer for him i'm cheering for him yeah but it's like you don't know what you're really going to get out of him, um, unfortunately. I, I hope that he's the savior, but I'll also hope that JT Trout, Brian Maurer, or Jared Gantano steps up this year. So. Yeah, whoever it is. No one's going to care who it is as long as they're good. Exactly. As long as they win you football games. I, I think the big thing with Harrison Bailey that I think is maybe, I don't want to say different, but in a, in a way it's different, is he's a he's a winner. He's won a lot more than the others. Right. So I mean, Bron Maurer had some fantastic stats coming out of high school, but he won like what six games in high school, right? So if you have those inconsistencies, at least throw somebody who's going to win you football game, who knows how to win football games, right? Um, Darren Tanner didn't even play and, a senior and, year of high school. That that's what they're recruiting now is just guys at good programs who win football games, right? I mean that they've, yeah, and there's some that that's not, um, but, but it, it looks like the the majority of the recruiting class is guys that have won football games at their high schools. Yeah, they don't need to be – they don't need to have won a state championship to be good enough to play. That's not what we're saying. But it, it definitely, when you bring guys in who know what it takes to win, who know what – some of these guys come from some dominant programs that have been a part of building these programs that are, like, set out for success for a long time. They know what it takes to win. And you need guys that know what it takes to it's win. It's a different mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good to see. I, I like it. Uh, like I said, that's not the only requirement, but it's good when you ha- when you have guys in here. Um, I mean, I think it's why you recruit from places, you, you feel confident recruiting from places that uh, if you're local to this area, uh, I mean, yeah, Maribel's not sending all these guys to FBA or uh, Power 5 schools, but they're always going to have recruiters in their doors, whether it be from FCS programs, Division II, um, non-Power 5, Group 5 schools talking because they know those guys know what it takes to win yep that's all it is yep that's all it is um different mindset when you have winners definitely Um, and for a program that needs to win football games you want to have that yeah that that's a that's something that's got to change it's it tennessee's got to get away from just trying to get bowl eligible Mm -hmm. it's got to get away from that the good news is you, you didn't start off last year this isn't the good news you didn't start off last year great Good news is you did get bowl eligible. You're now riding a six-game win streak coming into 2020. Bad news, it's an all-SEC game, all-SEC schedule. Good news, though, it's it's probably one of your friendliest schedules that you've had of recent in recent history. Yeah, like when you look at who you have to play, like it, it sets up nicely. Yeah, and the way it falls. So I'm 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 not definitely not complaining about that schedule uh, for what it is. I think it's gonna be an exciting year of football as a whole. I think. Just about every game is going to be a game you'll want to watch. 
Bob, you know, the, the first week games are going to be pretty boring, but all in all, at least it's an SEC game. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina isn't a bad opponent. Right. Like, it's not Troy. It's not, I don't want to say Georgia State, but I'll say Georgia State. <laughs> that wasn't a fun game to watch. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was not a fun game. So, uh, I mean, next year is going to be interesting, too, with this quarterback room because you look, you could have everybody back and then include another four-star that should be an early enrollee. Yeah. And should get to actually do go through spring practice. <laughs> should. Yeah, yeah and, and I think nowadays you're just – when you look at – if you're going to recruit top-tier quarterback talent, just accept you're going to have guys transfer. It's mm-hmm. the way the world works. Um, I think I said – I think it was like – half the five stars they transfer. I think I said that on this show. I think uh, someone corrected me. I think it was like three-fourths of the five stars that went to uh, Power 5 schools transferred. Mm-hmm. So it's just the way it is now. It, and it, it's tough. But the good news is if you're recruiting talented guys year in and year out, you're going to at least have one talented guy to fall back on. I don't think Georgia was – I don't think Georgia was pissed that they got Jake Fromm over Jake Beeson. No. I'm sure it wasn't a bad like. Yeah, Jake from senior back, you might not do it, but like you, you weren't hurting. And you can say they would have wanted to keep Justin Fields, but all in all, they now have JT Daniels, who's a five, like who's a five star and who was good at uh, USC his freshman year before he got injured his sophomore year. Um, and then Justin Fields is a different grade level than Jake from, or a different class than Jake from. So it's like that's tough to say who you keep. You just got to recruit the next class out mm-hmm. to to make up for that. So that's why it's important you recruit a quarterback year in, year out. Yeah, it, it would be tough to say, like, oh, no, we're, we're not going to go with the guy who led us to a national championship. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I agree. Trey Smith, getting more accolades. Just bringing them in. We got a question already. Scott okay. Laycock said, do you think we will play? I think we will play. I think SEC will finish the schedule. Yep. I, it, I think they will, if things start to – unless things start to go, like, real south – with um that reminds me I need to pull up YouTube. Sorry if you guys have been commenting on YouTube. I forgot. I apologize. Um even if unless things really start to go south with players and like staff testing positive, getting sick, blah blah blah. Um I, I don't I don't think they'll I think first they'll take away fans. Because right yeah. now everyone's expecting fans. I agree. Uh, we got a bunch of people in the chat that have said, Hey, thank you guys for joining. Appreciate it. Um sorry I, I just now pulled up the uh, YouTube chat. If you guys got any questions, Landon's on Facebook. I'm on Twitter and YouTube. Um, drop those questions in there. It's good to have you guys along for the show. We always appreciate you all. Yeah, and let us know where you're uh, listening from. Yeah, it's always a fun game. Yeah. <clears throat> you love, can make it up, too. We, yeah, we love, I won't, we love geography. I won't fact check you or anything. <laughs> um, also, We're tracing you. Yes. Uh, what I was about to say for that question, though, is Trey Smith. First team, AP, first team All-American. It's uh, like his fifth. It's expected. One. Yeah. I'm not... I'm shocked to zero percent. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the guys earned it. Um, and dude, like, I don't know what the requirements are to have your jersey retired, but like, he would be one that I would be like, yeah, he should. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, and and just what he's went through and and everything like that to to come back to Tennessee, I, I feel like that would be a. I know people wanted it with Juwan Jennings, but I think Trey Smith is, is just like, I don't want to say talent-wise, but just like a, a different animal, I guess. It's pretty crazy that the last couple of years, because you mentioned Juwan Jennings, you've had a couple guys that have been so instrumental. Yeah, yeah, impactful. impactful. Like, yeah. Think about how far south 
a couple of these seasons ago, if you don't have guys like Trace Smith, Juwan Jennings, Josh Dobbs, it's pretty important. Because, I mean, when you look at – I mean, I guess there are a few guys like that on Dooley's team, but you didn't love and endear them like you did those guys. So that's, oh, yeah. that, that's all. That, that's – probably held your program together it's probably been the glue for your program the last couple of years mm-hmm. um i don't think they're retiring numbers anymore i think they're retiring jerseys okay so they should definitely retire his jersey yeah absolutely no doubt about it so that's similar to what they do in basketball where they just hang their jersey it's the numbers not retired but their jersey is right like i think in the mlb i think the last number they retired was jackie robinson right and then i think now they're just retiring jerseys Okay. Yeah, that makes. I mean, that makes sense because I think Mariano Rivera was the last one to wear number forty-two. Okay, that might have been it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, so I think they. I think to keep jerseys from like because eventually you would you run know, out. Eventually you'd run out. Ideally, everything's around for that long. Um, but yeah, I think they. I don't say I know no one wears like sixteen, but I don't know of all the other retired jerseys. Doug Atkins was fifty-two. Is that right? Ninety-one. Ninety-one. That's right. Yeah. I don't know where I got fifty-two from. Someone fifty-two. And then I don't know if anyone – we talked about this one day. Does anybody wear 45? I know A.J. Johnson did. But I feel like uh, they retired um, Johnny Majors 45 before that point. If anybody knows that, let me know because I'm, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I've noticed that too. But that I don't – is, worn it is there a 45 now? I don't think so. I have the roster pulled up. I can look. <laughs> Someone said uh, Finkel is – uh, 98% sure it starts, 50% that it ends. I'm, I'm sure that's about the, of the, the season. season. So yeah. there's no 45 <laughs> on the roster. No 45? Okay. No. So I don't know when that all started occurring and, and what started retiring. That The guys we just mentioned are very deserving of getting their numbers retired. Yeah. So, uh, Justin Sanday, VFL in Oklahoma. Man, wish we were all going there. Yeah, I, I got some in here. I got uh, Travis from Indiana. I got Scott from Rickman, Tennessee. I don't even know where that's I, at. I'm not sure Rickman is either. Um, I'm going to go with West Tennessee, though. And then Raymond is from California. Cal- Raymond. Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> uh, the um, Yeah, I'm going to assume Rickman, Tennessee, just because I'm, I'm pretty familiar with most places in East Tennessee. It's going to end up being East Tennessee now I say that. I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth. I'm going to stop talking. Rickman. Don't, don't Google it. Don't do it. Um, um, maybe it is made up. Maybe he just made you think about it. <laughs> that would be funny. I'm going to look up retired uh, jersey numbers real quick. Uh, I mean, we can talk about recruiting right now. We're uh, just uh, hang around for a minute, though. We're about to get um, about to get uh, Ross Kibbett on. He's the assistant uh, baseball coach at the University of Tennessee. We're going to talk about some fall baseball. I don't want to. I don't want to wallow too much in self pity, but man, I think everybody had some high expectations. It's north of Cookville. Okay, so not quite East Tennessee. No. Um. But I, I think everybody was really excited for this Vol 2020 Vol baseball season. Hated to see it went, um, but you know they they did get off to a hot start. That that's good. Yeah, that would have really sucked if it's like man, you're waiting for them to turn the corner, waiting for them to turn the corner, and then what? It sucks as it was right before the SEC schedule started. Yeah, that I mean that's what really yeah. So like it, Garrett Crochet was pitching. Was he pitching that night? I think the... Or was he pitching the following night? They were about to head to South Carolina. So, I guess the following night he's about to pitch. Yeah, so they played ETSU the, the last game. Gotcha. And they, I mean, they scored like a billion runs. I've got the retired numbers. So, Johnny Major's retired, number was retired in 2012. So, I bet Alexander Johnson was the last one to wear it. Okay. So, he probably got to finish out his time. 
Peyton Manning, obviously 16. Doug Atkins was 91. Great call. Reggie White, 92. Bill Nolan, number 32. Re, I don't know how to say his last name. Clearer, number 49. Uh, Willis Tucker, number 61. And Claude Fusion, number 62. 62. So Yeah, put a 73 up in there. I, I, I want to see Trey. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey. add one more number. One more number. <laughs> yeah, what, what's one more? Exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad at all about Trey Smith retiring. And so I've seen Cade Smith in some of these highlight videos. Okay. Uh, so they're playing. Are they playing? I, mean, I think well. we gotta ask. Mine's well. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be eligible, right? I you mean, with think. all with all this going on, you'd think. I mean, Will Wade sells a job. I mean, Jesus Christ. What? Okay. <laughs> I, I I I don't want to get too far off topic. I don't want to stay in it too long. But is LSU gonna get in trouble? They it, they just randomly started talking about. I'll it believe it when I see it. I agree with that. They just started. Ran- what what was it that why did they start talking about it today? I think it just like somebody else, they opened it back up. I th- they, they said eleven different prospects he was paying. He How, paid he's only some been at LSU out. for like five years. See, he's he's not even buying like one good player a year. He's buying them all. Well, he apparently, has, apparently some of them didn't even go to that. So they just <laughs> took his money and left. That's that's funny. Well, I mean, they're all cahoots, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Tennessee doesn't pay players. Come no. on. No, definitely. Come on. Definitely not. Bad man doesn't exist here. Right. <laughs> we're in a tight ship here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They should be paying. Like, if we're yeah. losing and not paying our players, I'm going to be really pissed off. But I'm going to be really pissed off if we're losing and paying our players. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> one, or, one, one or the other. Or, yeah. <laughs> if we're losing, we better be doing it with integrity. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. For winning national championships, I don't care how you're winning it, just win. Right. Win, baby, win. I feel like that's not. Yeah, but if you're winning and paying, I mean, do not do the Hugh Freeze method though. That is where I draw the line. I mean, have well, some I mean, self-respect. Yeah, like, but if you are paying, you're gonna get caught. You better win some titles. Exactly. <laughs> what about Hugh? What about the Liberty president getting caught up in that scandal? Do you read about that? No, I didn't. Apparently, him and his him and his wife were having like a cuckold relationship with a business partner, like a much younger business partner. And it oh, came it, out. Is this like a Earl Thomas thing? Uh, y- yes, but <laughs> no, I, I don't think they were, they were. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, but he ended up resigning as the president of Liberty. Oh, good for him. And pretty much like in his resignation was like, <laughs> I, I'm not sorry. Like it is what it is. He's not sorry for that. I mean, I, I don't know if he needs to be, but yeah, apparently. I just find it interesting because he's the president of a Christian university. And, yeah, like, yeah, part cool. of the morals are, like, I don't think you're supposed to, like, if you, you're an enrolled student, kind of like BYU, I don't think you can, like, have sex before marriage. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to share your wife either. Right, that's what I'm saying. They're, like, <laughs> they're like sins that would keep you ineligible from that school. Yeah. And he was probably committing one of them. Not raise some eyebrows. If it was just soaking, though, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it, but, it's but a so, fun situation. Back to Cade Mays. We, we Hold did, on. We, I'm just kidding. We, we did get kind of far into that. Um, but Cade Mays, if you – did you listen to Jeremy Pruitt speak a little bit on the – or just hear his comments from the – I've heard some comments. I don't know if these are the ones you're referring to. So, I mean, to. He, he was pretty upset with the ruling. and he, As he should be, so right. that's fair. So, I mean, like – and part of me is like, yeah, he, he's just upset because he feels he should be eligible, which I think everybody agrees with. But I think also he's upset because this is one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. Adding Cade Mays, it's one of the best offensive lines in the country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, and if you want, 
you want your offense to have as much confidence as possible and having the best line offensive one of the best offensive lines in the country gives your offense that confidence. So I feel like mm-hmm. Cade Mays is a huge addition to this team. And if they don't get him, that's I feel like that that could hurt them. I yeah, mean, that, that, that could be a difference in a game, it, I, especially with an all SEC schedule. You, you're also wanting to add depth. You, you're going to expect to play without some guys throughout the season. You're going to expect Trey mm-hmm. Smith. I'm not saying he will miss a game, but I will not be shocked if he misses a game. Right. I, I will. You know, you're going to want as much depth and talent in that depth as you possibly can because that's just the way an SEC <coughs> schedule works. They're not going to be healthy every game. Um, some games they may need to miss, and you're going to want to add that depth to try to make this offensive line as best as possible in, in every area. It's it's gonna. At this point, though, I don't. So apparently, the college football playoffs still happening. I guess I misunderstood what an NCAA championship was. Um, so I guess at least that's happening. I don't know. I, they, I'm very. They unclear. just do the semifinals. What do they have power over? I'm very unclear. Uh, I don't understand at all. But yeah, I, it's gonna be. Uh, I think just playing. Yeah. Put an asterisk do? next to it for all I care if we win. No, everyone remembers that USC and Reggie Bush won a Heisman. They don't remember that he got it taken away. They don't care that he got it taken away right. because of getting paid. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't. Get, if he did like, if something, if he was kicked off Georgia, that would be different. Yeah, but the fact that he didn't, he hasn't done anything wrong. Well, apparently the whole situation is we talked about this last week that Georgia didn't approve the. Yeah, that should not have any impact whatsoever. Ever. But ever, it's here we are. Thing. The dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I, the good thing is, Aubrey Solomon, it was like a week before the, the season started. Yeah. And they approved it. So, I, I have hope. And the Rush Plopsitz just got eligible middle of the season. So, I mean, I'll, I'll just take, well, we got two weeks and then Georgia. Yeah. I, yeah. I want him back for Georgia. They're gonna. That's what's going to happen is they're going to make him eligible. I didn't even think about that. They're not going to make him eligible until after Georgia. That sucks. I, Watch I'll that be, be the case. I'll, I'll be pissed. I'll be shocked none if that's the case. Yeah, that's that would be some bull crap. Yeah, we get some football this week. So yes, we do a lot of football. Did you have you seen the schedule? Yeah, well, sorry. I, I guess I'm talking about the first. game. Yeah, yeah. But Saturday through like next Thursday, there are a lot of games. Yeah, I think you, uh, Central Arkansas plays twice in that. Do what? I think they play twice. Do Central Arkansas really? does. I'm pretty sure Damn. I saw a schedule where they played twice. So, hey, I mean it, that's a perfect opportunity for a team. Yeah. That doesn't bring in a lot of money to just get on the national stage. Right. Um, but you, what's weird is like, so you got Clarksville and Austin P, and then you got Central Arkansas. I don't know where exactly they're from. Somewhere in Arkansas. <laughs> Central. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're playing in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> so I was like, what stadium's in there? Is there like a big stadium there? Like a prominent stadium there? Is that where the, or is it in Birmingham? Is that where the Senior Bowl is in Montgomery? I think it is. I thought it was in Mobile. Is it Mobile? That might be right. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's in Montgomery. We got a VFL from Alabama. So he lives in Alabama, but he listens to the Knoxville Rock Station, 106.1. I don't listen to radio much around here, so I didn't know that was a rock station. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big Spotify guy. Not a big radio guy. Glad to know, though, for when my phone dies, because that happens <laughs> often. Yeah. If I'm feeling some rock, I'm just... Turn it over. Exactly. Uh, the, um, what was I going to say? Something about the football schedule. Oh, what about high school football all moving their games up Thursday? Not all, yeah. but some of them. Every game is rivalry Thursday. Did you see my tweet last night? I don't think so. I was like, is this the week that every high school football team moves their game from Thursday to 
to, from thir- Friday to Thursday, and then Friday the weather's perfect while they sit in weather delays Thursday night. Oh, 100%. That's, that's exactly what happened last year. To be fair, I think this year the weather's not supposed to get here till like, Friday or Saturday. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Our favorite word. Favorite. Someone said, uh, let's, let's get to this one real quick. We're about to get uh, fall assistant baseball coach Ross Kivett on here. Before we do that, Matt G asks, who's your choice for breakout freshman? We talked about breakout player a little bit last week, or last episode, excuse me. Breakout freshman for this team. I think it's got to be Jalen Hyatt. Okay. I mean, I, I don't really see anybody else, like, really competing for a starting job. Right I think, now. yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of guys that, yeah, I think Jalen Hyatt's probably the guy because he's, he's potentially a starter. Now, if we're going opposite of that, I think a, a impactful freshman, probably um, Keyshawn. Lawrence? Yeah. Because uh, the defense, you throw a lot of different guys out there. So, especially DBs. You usually have five DBs at, on the field at one time. So, uh, I feel like that would probably be a, one that would at least see the field at times. Right. Um, I just – maybe Tyler Barron or Morgan Joseph at outside linebacker. But you did move J.J. Peterson there, so I don't. I don't know. It sounds. It sounds like Morvin Joseph, though. That's that could be a freshman that you mentioned. Impactful, maybe not starter. A lot of people like him to maybe be a starter by the end of the season. But that's a guy that could be impactful. And I think another Bryson. What about Bryson Eason? Could he be impactful? I, I think you're going to see a lot of those. You know, Martavius Fringe, Bryson Eason. I think you'll see a lot of them on special teams. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. Sean Lawrence probably. Right. Yeah, I think you'll see. I think you'll see a lot of them. I don't know how impactful a lot of them will be, um, but I, I could see Jalen Hyatt would be the one that would compete for a starting job. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, drop us in. Tell me who your most impactful freshman, uh, who you think, or most uh, what was the, what was the exact word? Breakout freshman will be. Um, while while you do that, though, we're gonna jump to some vol baseball. Uh, talk a little bit about the baseballs. We've got Ross uh, Ross Kivett here on the line. We welcome onto the show. I want to say VFL, but uh, I guess he he went to Kansas State, so I don't know if we can officially <laughs> call you VFL, but we'll we'll, we'll save it. Um, Vols assistant baseball coach Ross Kivett, coach, how's everything going tonight? It's going good, guys. You can hear me all right on these AirPods, right? I don't have Vitello type money, so I don't know. If this <laughs> one's a good one. Yeah, we we hear you just fine. Um, so uh, you know, maybe maybe after this you'll you'll get some. Some more exposure, and we can kind of get you some <laughs> some of that Vitello money. Hopefully, I get my followers up, and, and they all start to go fund me during this campless process right here. That's what we what do, what do we do to get uh, something like an OnlyFans, but for assistant baseball coaches? That's what we need. A little cash app action. That's that's what I need. Just, I mean, I would have rather had it in my playing days. According to my players, you, you probably would like it when if you're like. Just baseball pants, eye black, cap, like Bo Jackson style. It wouldn't look as good at 28 as it did at 20. <laughs> so I don't know if there's any money in this in that industry for me. Well, Coach, I just want to introduce you kind of real quick, kind of how you your road to, to Tennessee. So um, Ross Kivett comes, comes to Tennessee from – he graduated from Kansas State and was drafted by the Detroit Tigers in 2014. So I guess my first question is, 
when did you decide to become a coach and when did this kind of opportunity to Tennessee come about? Yeah, I mean, I'll try to keep this, this story kind of short. Um, I was actually, I had just got released in 2017 um, from the Tigers. I was in double A in Erie and I was playing independent ball. So I was playing independent ball in the only place that had a beach. So Traverse City, Michigan. I said, hey, if I'm going to get released, I'm going to hang out on a beach before the games and have some fun since I've been taking this way too seriously and <laughs> haven't been playing very good. So uh, su- surprisingly, um, if hopefully none of my guys are listening to this, but in Traverse City on Tuesdays, there's a, it's, it's Tequila Tuesdays, and if you hit a home run, the, the locals kind of take you out. And uh, I actually did hit one, and I went out with them just because I'm like, whatever, let's do it. And Wednesday morning, long story longer, um, you know, it's 10, 30, 11, sleeping in type deal, and I get a call from Sean McCann, uh, missed call. Guys, I did not answer that call. I was surprised <laughs> how that story started. McCann, um, I'm like, no, I'm not going to answer this. He said, he'll call me back. Well, he calls me back like six minutes later. I'm like, man, something's going on. Now, Sean McCann is the video and scouting director here at Tennessee, and he recruited me to go to Kansas State. So I said, man, this is crazy. Why would he call me twice in a row? Um, so I called him back, and he said, hey, man, I noticed that you got released and was wondering if you would ever be interested in coaching because Tony Vitello just got the job at Tennessee, and he's looking for a guy to fill his third assistant role. And I was like, yeah, yeah man, I never really thought about it, but I, I, it would be cool if you know, to get into that industry, I'm kind of overplaying. I, you know, I've had some opportunities to, to get back into affiliated ball, but none of it was at the level that I had been released from. So he makes it sound like I have this gig, right? I just have to call Tony Vitello, who, you know, he was at Missouri and TCU when I was at Kansas State, so I know him from competing against him, but I don't know him from Adam other than that. Well, I call him, and I'm talking to him on the phone, like, I have this gig, like some ideas and things that I think I could bring to the table, and you know, how I'm excited about in the Tennessee. I was never good enough to play in the SEC, but um, it's, it's really neat to, you know, maybe coaching it. And, uh, you know, we hang up, right? It's like a 30-minute conversation to hang up. Well, McCann calls me back and goes, hey, dummy, that was like an interview. You're calling him, acting like you have the job. And I go, well, do I? And he's like, yeah, I think you do. <laughs> so so I, I guess the, the, the aggressive approach with Vitello worked there, and – uh you know, I, I retired the next day. It was a rain out, and I went to the office, and I was like, hey, you know, Skip, thanks for the opportunity to play in Traverse City. I had a blast this week, but see, I'm going to take my talent south and uh, get the uh, the next chapter in the career going. That's that's a great story, actually. So when you retired, did they did the locals take you out then? Well, hey, I would have, but, v, v, he, you know, he's got a tight ship, so he wanted me to be down there uh, – School started in two weeks, and I needed to get home to Cleveland to pack up the car and get going. Plus, I, you know, needed a place to live, and you know, trying to connect with other guys on the staff. And you know, Coach Elander, Josh Elander, reached out to me first and kind of helped me through some of that. And obviously, McCann, who's, you know, I, I mean, I owe a lot more than just this job to, but also the opportunity to play Division One baseball in the Power Five, um, in, in a Power Five to him. So um, he helped me and. Just trying, it was scrambled eggs, man. I, I didn't really know. Plus, obviously, like I said, it was a later night, so I'm kind of foggy till about 4 or 5 p.m. <laughs> and uh, trying to get all the, you know, my ducks in a row. And uh, 
there, there was no there was no uh, second act on the locals that night. <laughs> I, I think the moral of this story is always go to Tequila Tuesday. That's that's what I heard. Yeah, get a home run so you don't have to pay for it because those <laughs> those checks in an independent league are even worse than minor league. So it, the minor league checks aren't great. You can only imagine what you know one third of it is or one fourth of it. Oh man, <laughs> and it is. Especially, you're getting the 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 bottom shelf tequila probably too. Oh, look, the opportunity to puke had arose a few times in the night, but I just had to, that was probably my most competitive thing I have done since since stopped playing was that night and just holding it back. Well, hey, hey, we're, we're glad that we glad we're glad you made it to Knoxville. Um, you know, this current team it seems to be improving. Year in and year out, um, since Vitello took over this this whole entire staff. So, what do you think is, has been the key in rebuilding this program? Well, well, you guys have the right leader. You have the the right captain of the ship. Um, you what you see is what we get every single day. He's not fake. He's straight up with the players. We're extremely transparent as a staff. Um, he brought in the right strength coach. Uh, so the culture is, is a, has been established since probably the middle of year one. Um, and he just has a keen eye for talent that rubbed off on Josh. And you have the savvy vet with, with Frank as the pitching coach who's won a national championship and has experience that you, you can't, you know, no one else can afford. And we got lucky that, that he came over here with Tony because he's a big fan of how Tony works and how competitive he is. Um, and it start it starts at the top. Um, I mean, I'm not. This isn't me trying to get a couple extra zeros in the paycheck. It's, it's being honest. I mean, the guy, he's relentless, and uh, he's the most competitive person I've been around. And it rubs off on all these players, and they they love playing for him, and they play hard, and they're gritty. And uh, you know, no, obviously, we have a good relationship with the last staff, and, and you know, I've spoken with Coach Serrano many times. He's a friend. Um, and he would say the same thing. It, it, they needed a you know a jolt of this kind of energy, and he's the guy. What was that? You talked about the culture shift. What was it like trying to instill that in this program in a, a SEC program that desperately needed um, a jolt of energy? I think hadn't seen the NCAA tournament since 2007. Five. Five. Yep. Hadn't been hadn't been in SEC play in a couple years uh, when Vitello came in. What what was trying to change the culture like? Oh, shoot, guys, you don't know me much, but uh, I'm pretty honest, and it was really hard. <laughs> it was really hard. It, it was it, it was not what I signed up for. I'm like, oh, SEC. I went to some blue collar, Big Twelve school, bottom of the barrel, where you had to, you know, wash your own uniforms and. You know, you, you come in here and you're taken care of. There's there's a budget. There's, you know, guys that are, are perfect game and PBR, highly ranked dudes. Like, I expect this to be a cakewalk. Just come in, you know, teach a couple of fundamentals and, and collect your checks at the end of the day. And, and it's not like that. And, uh, you know, they, they, needed to, they needed to learn what hard work is. They needed to learn what expectation feels like. They needed to uh, feel pressure they needed to feel a staff that is completely committed to them being excellent and uh it took a while it took a full year in my opinion and, and q would probably argue that it took two um but it also took 
a, a shift in, in mindset as far as recruiting. You know, I, I know you guys probably followed us last year where we're knocking the ball all around the yard and out of the park and, you know, multiple 93-plus mile-per-hour arms um, just coming out of nowhere, right? Well, that takes work as well. So the credit goes to the players. The credit goes to Q, a strength coach, and obviously Vitello for bringing in the right the right guys. And um, we, we like the direction that we're, we're headed. Yeah, and I think part of that is just developing guys. You know, that seems to be a huge recruiting tool for you guys. Players like Andre Lipsius, Garrett Crochet, Zach Daniels, um, who had to come in here and kind of win the job and and fight to be an all-SEC player and then eventually get their names called on draft date. Who do you think on this roster maybe could could be that next all-SEC player um, or, or, or draftee? Man, it, it's not – I could see – I was just talking about this earlier to uh, someone in, in the media. I, I could see 13 guys go. I, I really could. And I could see up to 17 if, if everyone that comes back healthy, uh, like a Jason Rackers or a Zach Joyce. Um, I mean, your high-end guys, you're going to see Jackson Lee, who turned, turned down some the opportunity to be drafted this past year to come back and, and – cement his legacy here at, at Tennessee. Uh, you'll see Max Ferguson, who's a highly uh, touted guy, um, very good athlete. You'll see Jake Rucker. Um, you'll see Connor Pavloni as a catcher. You'll see uh, Chief, Chad Dallas, will have an opportunity to play professionally. And then some, some guys that you know are more role players but have big league tools, we say, like an Elijah Pleasant who can run his fastball up there to 94, 95, and uh, Ben Joyce, who's a 100-mile-per-hour arm out of Walter State uh, Community College, and, and uh, Liam Spence, who's a wiry shortstop, who, who's now with a second year with us, uh, who's a junior college guy from Central Arizona. I, you'll see guys like that go probably somewhere between seven and eight. And then you'll see guys like Sean Hunley, who just all he does is, is produce every time he's out there, and, and a local guy in Will Heflin and Redmond Walsh. You'll see Andre's brother, Luke, have an opportunity to play professionally. You'll see Pete Durke. And I know this sounds like I'm reading off our entire roster, but <laughs> the scouts are going to love the ball this fall and, and this spring. And they feel, and I talked to them, that's why I can speak for them, is they feel a weekend balls versus Vanderbilt, balls versus Arkansas, balls versus Florida, they can knock out their entire draft right there. At least, you know, the meat part where you, you – draft a big leaguer and you get a raise so they're excited for us this year and you mentioned a lot of juco guys you know al solari was a juco guy liam spence jackson leith you mentioned some of those guys is it good to have a good mix of guys that have some kind of college baseball experience oh absolutely you know we talk about year one right earlier we had no junior college players on our first year team and Frank has never had – Coach Anderson has never had that in his 30 years of coaching. Um, well, now granted, six of them were – seven of them were at a junior college. So that's <laughs> Back in Oklahoma State and, and Houston and Texas, he's always had a junior college player. So for us, Ricky Martinez was enormous year two to solidify and have a leadership role. And a guy that was a good player at, at Grayson uh, Community College, 
and, and a veteran and a maturity. That's what those guys bring. And then obviously Alaric from San Jack brought just a big league back, which you saw him get paid this past spring. Um, it, it just it, it establishes more of a, a maturity and a blue collar. Those guys are eating ham sandwiches and turkey sandwiches while our guys are getting, you know, the, we, we you know steak and eggs just for, you know, argument's sake. Obviously, it's, it's a little better than that. <laughs> um, you know, those guys are the dogs that are eating out of the back of the parking lot, and, and they're hungry. They come in here and they want to they want to win, and they want to you know put themselves in a position to get drafted really high and play professionally because it, it, their backs were against the wall in junior college. So those are the guys that help you win. Uh, obviously, you saw that last year with Jackson Lee and Chad Dallas, and obviously since I'm the infield you know coach, Liam Spence is obviously my favorite of those. <laughs> Hey, you got to sell the guys. You got to sell your guys, and I'm going to ask you to do that a little bit here. I, I know what a coach would say in this scenario, but you look at looking back at 2020. It obviously ended unexpectedly in the way no coach would want, uh, or player or fan would want a season to end. Vols were y'all were off to a phenomenal start. Uh, 180 runs. Y'all were ranked second, I think, in runs per game at that point. Second in home runs, maybe. And uh, where where were the Vols going in 2020? Oh, I'll give you the, the answer. I, that that was a super regional team at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, a team that really came together and gelled, and you can't force chemistry. I think Coach actually had this talk with us on Mondays. You don't force chemistry. You don't force guys to like each other. They truly they loved each other, that group. And they held each other accountable, and they practiced really hard. And if you didn't practice hard, <laughs> you had a guy like Evan Russell or – Garrett Crochet or Chase Wallace up, you know, up your tush telling me you better practice hard. You're not going to play. I'll go up there and tell dudes right now they're not playing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, guys push each other, and that's how you get better. And uh, the only coach cliche I'll give you is the iron sharpening iron, and we truly had that. So I think that was a super regional team at the very least, which should make you as fans excited for the group I just, you know, spoke about, you know, with all these draft picks. Now, can we gel? Can we hold each other accountable? Can we be responsible to protocols because it's a different situation? Can we have each other's backs, but also, you know, be selfish with some at-bats when it's time to leave the yard like Alaric did and also be a team guy like Alaric would be and drop a bunt down. We need a guy that's going to replace him or two. And, and I think we have that. Um, but that group last year, it, it stung my heart when I – read from the NCAA tweet before they even told our head coach that we were, we weren't playing. So that's, that's a different subject there. Cause I know how you guys feel right now about the NCAA too. And I, I don't want to get fired. On <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my debut guy. I, I can't get fired on my debut. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we're not, we're not here to get you fired. We're, we're trying to, we're trying to put more zeros on your paycheck. That, right. That's it. Right. That, that, that's our only goal here. Um, so let's talk about that 2019 experience. So you, you didn't get to do, experience Hoover and, and uh, a regional like you did in 2019. Um, so let's talk about that and, and what it did for you personally. Like how was your experience in that? And then how was it um, with this program as a whole? Yeah, it, you know, it kind of – that was my first year in the SEC. So that was – it opened my eyes to, man, man, I'm watching big leaguers play every single night, and especially Friday nights on the weekend. And – these kids are battling 
Brady Singer, and then they have to take on Jackson Coar, and then they have to take on Pacer Lepwich, and, and that's just one weekend against Florida. Let's not get started with the Arkansas team that you know that we faced with, you know, that ended up being runner-up in the, in the World Series. But every time they play, they're playing someone unbelievably talented, and there's at least one or two big leaguers on each on each group. Um, so that was eye-opening for me, where I had to say, "Hey, man, I I got to coach this better because in order for this guy to feel confident in the box, he needs to know what to expect." So it kind of changed my vision on how to coach. Not so pressing their nose against the you know like football style. Hey, let's hit them harder but more, hey, you need to know how to calm that hummingbird heartbeat down when things start to speed up on Friday night and you're in Columbia and people are, Columbia, South Carolina, when they're screaming, you know, all 5,000 of them yelling at you. Um, and, and also, I'm not used to losing. Uh, <laughs> you know, you come out of selfish pro ball where, you know, you're individualized, but yet we, the groups I was, you know, with, with the Tigers, we would always find a way into the playoffs, and even in 15, we won it with the Midwest in the Midwest League. And it, that stung, too. And my boss is not used to losing. And the recruiting coordinator, Josh, is not used to losing. And Frank surely isn't used to losing. So that was a kick in the butt for us. Is we gotta, It doesn't matter what group we have. Our expectation is Hoover, regional, and as far as you can go. And there's no excuses for year one. We didn't feel that. It's year one, we have a free pass. No, no, we wanted to, we left some games on the table. And I think we emphasize each game, each pitch is individualized. So just like your workout is different than his workout and Caleb's workout is different than my workout, it, it, it needs to be the same way when you are attacking each pitch. So pitch 99 for Garrett Crochet should not be any different of a mindset mindset than number one. It's attack, attack, attack. And that's what we did here too is, hey, this is us. We're going to bring the fight to you. We're no longer going to be passive Mayweather. We're going to be Tyson. And, and that our kids bought into it. So long answer for we were way more aggressive than year two as a staff and as a, as a, as a unit as far as our players. I love it. Swinging, like you said, Tyson, swinging big. They're, uh, I love the the culture that you talked about under Vitello, and you talked about how it doesn't change behind the scenes. It's very evident to see up front, even without being in the locker room. Uh, it's pretty easy to see where, where this program's headed. Talk about the – because you've been here from the beginning, so you know what it was like day one uh, when this entire it was a it was a do-over with the entire baseball program. What's the culture been like with the athletic department uh, in terms of, of baseball? What, how they're trying to build a baseball program? Because Tennessee hasn't really experienced long continued success with its baseball program, but they have all the resources. Yeah, yeah, we, we have uh, extremely supportive is how I would put that. Um, Coach Fulmer is very vocal about how much he enjoys baseball. He was a baseball player growing up and still – uh, you know, throughout high school, and, and he wanted to play in college, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, and, you know, even his right-hand man behind the scenes with with Reed Sigmund and our compliance director, Andrew, and, and his staff, everyone is supportive. And I really enjoy – they really, as a whole department, 
it is let me find out before it's no as far as, hey, can we try and do this with our stadium? Can we try and do this, you know, maybe help this player out with some you know, opportunity funds or a job or an internship? It's more than just in between the lines and, and growing the facilities. It's making sure that Nico Masha is getting properly um, supported as far as references for him to go to med school at UT Med, and it's it's it, it's more of a 25 to 35 year plan, and, and that vision helps us recruit good players. Where it's like, hey, look, they are truly supportive. This is our plan for this facility. Coach Homer's completely bought in. His staff is completely bought in. We're going to put a ton of butts in those seats because we're going to win a bunch of games before you get here. And also, if for some reason you don't make it to the big leagues here's how we can help you with that next 25 years of your life so that you feel constantly supported. The, v, the VFL or the hashtag V4L, that's, that's what cool guys do, I heard, um, <laughs> on Twitter, that, that deal is real. And when we, we, it's not a sales pitch, the guys that end up coming here. These, this alumni base and the people that have attended this university throughout the state, throughout the region, and, 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 you know, throughout the country, and even in parts of the world, truly support you, and they're going to help you the next 30 years of your life because they want you to be just as successful. So it's an easy sales pitch. And, and Coach Bomer is nothing but supportive as far as helping us with some facility renovations that we have planned over the next three to four years, and we've already had a bunch of stuff done um, underneath. Uh, in our in our player development, which was the main focus of Coach V when he got here, it's players first, and then we will add on. Um, but we want our fan experience to, to to enjoy their time at the ballpark too. It, it's America's pastime, whether you know us three argue about it or not. It's it's a game that was truly missed at the beginning of this summer, and has brought some uh, solidarity to our country the last you know month. I mean, when I know you're tweeting about the Yankees over there. Arabia. And, and for me, as an Indians fan, I do not appreciate that, but it, it brings us together and we can talk about sports, and that's how we feel in the spring. We thought we had a good enough group where you bounce over after a big Rick Barnes victory and you come in you know, for free and watch our, our guys play and play hard, and you come back the next week and it's the same deal, and maybe there's a couple of left columns attached to it, and that's how you grow this thing. And, and I think I know I'm getting a little excited talking about it because on paper that that's what this should be. Dude, you're getting me excited. I, I'm like, I I want to sign. I mean, I, <laughs> you're recruiting me over here, and I, I don't think I have any NCAA eligibility left. But hey, if if you need somebody to go sit, shag some balls in the outfield, I, I'm your guy. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm telling you what, I, I I was getting fired up today leaving the stadium because um, we're a lot back in the offices and. I'm listening to practice over there across the street. I'm fired up. We got some college sports back. There's nothing better in, in this world than guys that have to wake up and go to class and then they battle it out on a Saturday and, and they become famous. It's awesome. It's a great feeling. And you know what? A bummer for us is you guys would have known. Everyone knows Derek Crochet being the first rounder. You would have really known Derek Crochet if we would have finished out. People feel like they know Alaric Solari, but they would have firmly known Alaric because they would have left an even bigger legacy. Now they should be proud because this is a storied tradition, Tennessee baseball. There's plenty of regionals on our left field wall 
and we have four Omaha trips on our right field wall. Well, that could have definitely expanded. And I don't want to get too big in my orange britches, but <laughs> let me tell you what, that those guys would have been what I say locally famous, but when they're playing on ESPN every game and they're in a super regional, that's when this town would have for sure rallied around them. And like we say, we say bring bring good attitude, bring something to the party. If Coach D's inviting you into his dugout, that's his party, right? Well, yeah. don't mope around, don't pout. If you get out, it's fine. But bring good vibes to your party. And there was never one game this year where I'm like, man, this party's playing. What's about? <laughs> Most of the time, I'm having to calm down Drew Gilbert because he's about to get thrown out of the party for being too excited. You know? <laughs> he is a little jitterbug. I, I, I like his – his energy. Um, you kind of mentioned uh, how people would have really known Garrett Crochet and Alex Solari. I feel like another one of those guys you can throw in there is Zach Daniels. I mean, and he looks like a professional athlete, and he probably could play literally anything um, just looking at the kid. But he just finally figured it out with the bat um, th- this past season. It's just very unfortunate that he didn't get to finish out, which I think he would have been an all-SEC player, no doubt. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you what. He really grinded it out with Coach Elander. Um, I mean, they're in there all the time. Um, and he loves the work. He just loves the work. And, he, he, you know, he had after his freshman year when he get punched in the face with some crazy adversity as far as not really getting any hits. And and he just put the work in. And it didn't happen his sophomore year, but he kept putting the work in. And he's a, he's a story that we tell our guys here now he's a story that we'll tell the recruits that is a guy that truly believes he is a a draft pick and truly believes he could help this team win and he never never doubted himself and uh and he worked for it um now let's not pretend like he's rudy because he looks like a nfl safety and we whenever (laughs) we went up to the end sort of long talk we kept his butt away from coach pruitt you best believe that because (laughs) i know he would have went and grabbed um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a, such a good kid and he comes from a really good family and, you know, he's so smart and, and, you know, once you got to feel the feel for how that big body moves and under control and realize how much power he has from such a simple stance, it started to really take off. And, uh, he had some fall home runs off some, some successful pitchers here at UT and, uh, he took that cat feeder who got paid from Texas Tech to right center uh, in Round Rock at about 116 off the bat like a Stanton ball. And uh, I knew right then, hey, that guy, he's going to get some money here in the draft because there's 50 scouts in the stands drooling right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they were drooling when he hit that inside the park home run, too. I'm sure that was something that made oh. him some money that day. It was, a, it was a shotgun shell, man. He hit that thing so hard, it sounded like a shotgun. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's a stud. And, and, you know, big smile. Big. I mean, he just always comes in. He's always happy. And uh, it's hard. It, when you're 18 to 23 years old and you're getting beat down with class and workouts and baseball and, you know, we are such a game of failure. It's not like I can go out there and, and throw 50 passes and complete all 50. It's not like that. Even the best balls off the barrel are outs, you know, and it's a different type of failure for our guys, which is why we always preach the mental game. And 
that kid handled himself and always with a smile and it awesome to see him get drafted in that spot and uh you know being able to take care of himself with some comfort money here in the minor leagues and hopefully you know into the big leagues absolutely and uh landon gave you a hard time at the beginning of the show about if he didn't know if you're vfl after hearing you talk about the 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 team the program the athletic department uh i got goose i was ready to i could have ran through a wall for you so i think you officially get the vfl title <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give it to you now i'll give, I'll give you a bat you, you did bring Dude, up I'm the yankees so. here here four <laughs> i'm, I'm I, a senior well, well I'm, bill bill I mean, snyder was like, at kansas state for like 50 years wasn't he something something ridiculous I don't know. <laughs> yeah i mean my, my appeal is i'm over here like if, if this was like uh sunday night football i'd say ross give it saying i high school so that you guys but then you called me out for going to kansas state and so <laughs> i'm like man i gotta earn it and get my my vfl but um no man i'm really i, I love knoxville and, and i i you know i'm i work with really good people and i know you guys know zerker and you want to talk about a guy that kind of, you know, helped smooth the transition from pro ball to here and into the coaching world is the most mild mannered kid, South South Doyle kid. And, you know, he, he's helped me meet some friends that I'll have forever and um, calms me down when I, you know, I, you obviously can tell I get a little hyped up, but he's another guy on the staff that he, he's part of the glue. And I think, some of the reason why you see the success is that we all get along and we're all on the same page. And, uh, and, and that's why our kids kind of feel no matter what mouth is saying it, it's coming from the leader and, and we're always, you know, rowing the same way or pulling on the same rope, whatever, you know, football cliche you want to use. But for us, it's how do you get better that day to put it in the left column and, and develop these kids as, as, as young men to be, you know, somebody that you can call in and say hey this is Jared Crochet VFL and we're proud of him right that that's our that's our job yeah that's that, that's awesome to hear well, well coach it, it's it was great to have you on i got one more question for you it's kind of a situational question um so if you're up in the 8th inning seven runs <laughs> bases loaded 30 yeah. pitch at you as a baseball player if a guy throws a meatball in there right down the pipe you swing it Oh my God, guys, that, that ball, well, for me, it's probably a ground ball through the six hole for a one RBI. But if your guys like Alaric or Lipsius or Tatis, you launch that thing as far as you can. We would be mad if a guy like Zach Daniels didn't swing at that pitch. There's no such thing as a safe lead. Also, those guys get paid to drive runs in and hit home runs. So if Tatis gets a million dollars less because he didn't drive in 70 runs in the shortest season, and now they're taking a million dollars away from him, that then how bad does, you know, then he's going to regret that. Also, if you're going to yell and moan about a 3-0 fastball, that, by the way, pretty good pitch, and he hammered it, it then that 3-1 pitch better be the same pitch. It better be a fastball. Because these guys nowadays, especially in our league, because it's a grown man's league, is going to break and ball you 3-1, and now you spin off on it, and it's a ground ball to third or foul. And then 3-2 is the, the best pitch the guy's ever thrown, and you either strike out or ground out, and now you get none of that. Get that thing to the moon and tell everyone to stop complaining. Baseball's supposed to be fun. 
I, I agree. I, I, I kind of have the same <laughs> take on that. Um, so it, if you're a coach, if Jake Rucker, Max Ferguson, one of those guys swings at it, and it's a pop up to the second baseman, you might say something. <laughs> but if if they hit it out, no one says a word. Right? Now, now Max, you know, you can skinny guy. So it, for him. He's going to have to throw his whole body into it, so odds are he probably is going to pop out. He's listening, so I'm <laughs> But, no, no. I, I, honestly, there's no such thing as a safe lead until you're dancing it after the game or, or exactly. fist pumping after the game. So, for me, runs are always a premium. And this game wasn't built – the game now is so built for younger generation – and that's a good thing because guess what? All of the old dudes that are in this game, besides Frank, who I love, those those unwritten rules are, are starting to go away. So they need to stop complaining about it. The manager complained about it because he's got a tush on the hot seat, gentlemen, and he didn't want him to get shown up. Well, guess what, dude? That Tatis kid is going to be here way longer than you ever were and it's probably a Hall of Famer, so... Honestly, him apologizing made me sad. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, he, he shouldn't apologize. And I, I hated that his manager didn't really take up for him. Well, I got to be easy on the manager because, you know, the manager was roommates with Tony at Missouri. Oh, And they were oh. their best pals. <laughs> so, I got to be I gotta be easy on the manager. Hey, Skip, Kings, you did a great job, man. You, you know, you respected the game. In case you, you hear this. Tony, I think Tingler's doing a great job. They're winning a lot of ball games out there. In the oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. that's awesome to hear. Well, Coach, we'll, we'll let you get out of here. Um, I'm sure you got plenty of work to do. Um, it's not Tuesday anymore, so I guess you're you're still recovering. Um, yes. <laughs> but hey, we really appreciate you coming yeah. on. Appreciate the time, and uh, we really appreciate it. No. I really do appreciate it anytime. Seriously, I really like it. And I was jealous last year when Chad got on, and I've been texting him like, hey, man, I'm going out with your, your homies today, so let me know how I do. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate it. If you ever need any more insider bad corny jokes or need to know something, just just holler. I'm more than willing. Love the show. Absolutely. Appreciate awesome, it, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate ball baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And everything they do. See you guys. See you, See you man. That was Vol Baseball Assistant Ross Kivett. We can say VFL now. VFL. <laughs> also, he I, earned VFL and a couple zeros on the end of his paycheck. Exactly. Maybe I'll tell him this the next time he's on. He, I, I, we need to tell uh, Vitello the next time we get to talk to him. Someone gave you a run for your money for uh, most entertaining coach. Yeah. We laughed a lot when uh, Vitello was on. He gave it. He really gave it to us that time. Yeah. That was, that was yeah, good. That, that, was, that was a good stuff. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that'll, that'll um, we need to get like a round, like a, a Tennessee baseball just round table. That's, that, maybe we'll do that uh, before for twenty twenty one hat before the season kicks off. Yeah, you know, maybe get maybe get down to the uh, Lindsey Nelson, get to hang out with all those guys. He mentioned Zerker. Zerker's a friend of the pod as well, and uh, he's um, he he's uh, he's he'll come on the show again to, uh, too. Talk to him about that. Patel, we'll we'll get him back on as well as well as Ross uh, Ross Kivett. So yeah, that was fun. absolutely. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. Matt, Matt G just said in YouTube, he said, "I'm fired up about Tennessee baseball now." How can you not be? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so like, exactly. Like like you weren't joking 
when you're like, hey, you just recruited me to play. <laughs> yeah. Like, w- recruited me for something. Yeah, you didn't I'll, even I'll tell me what. Balls. I'm not catching. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not being a, a catcher in the bullpen. I'm not catching Garrett Crochet or guys yeah. like that. I'm not doing that. But uh, I'll I'll go. Uh, I'll stand in the box. I'll strike out. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can stand. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna. It, it's scary. It, it really is. I I face. Well, what was Garrett Crochet touching when he uh before the season ended? Probably a hundred. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't look at that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not able to. You not see, ma- I'm not man enough. <laughs> triple not, digits. Not... That's a lot coming at you. <laughs> exactly. That and ball isn't soft either. What, what's hilarious about that is it's not like you can really even see the ball, but it's terrifying. No. Yeah, close your eyes and swing. Good luck. Love it. That was a great time. Yeah, I like the round table idea. We're gonna have to pitch that, pitch that to them. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it to Zerk. He seems uh, he, he's the the guy with the plan. It seems like so yeah. maybe we'll get it to Zerk and, and see if he can make it happen. What's funny about Zerk? I, I remember this. We were running a a tournament. Me and my dad were running a tournament at South Bull. It was like a sixteen U tournament. Um, and his dad brings turpus. Um, he, right. he, he sells that stuff. Um, well, he it was like Tony Vitello just got the job, and so he was telling us that Chad doesn't really know what's gonna happen with <laughs> his job. He, right. He, but then, like two days later, his dad comes back and is like, "Yeah, he sent him on. He sent him recruiting. He's never been <laughs> recruiting, but he, he sent him on the road. So I guess he's got a job." It's funny we talked about how that's a big thing for for Pruitt recruiting, and if you can't recruit, you're not gonna be on a staff. And then you, you talked about the Kim English has done a phenomenal job with the basketball program now. Uh, Vitello is recruiting his like he's getting talent in here. I'm not surprised at all that that uh, that, that Ross Kibbit can uh, can go in there and yeah. recruit. It, I, I get why anybody would want to play it, for. Him. It seems like it's contagious with the athletic department. Right, it, it really does. With who's gonna have the higher recruiting class? Yeah, that and what well, you spoke, talked about the athletic department. It's clear that Philip Fulmer. I, I don't think he would have gone into as much detail if he didn't truly believe it. Oh yeah, I could be wrong about that, but I really don't think so. Yeah. Um, that wasn't even really my question. Like I was just curious about what that transition was like. What because there are making a ton of improvements to the facility uh, that are needed, and he hit on that. But he also hit on what it's like to be a part of that athletic department and what mm-hmm. uh, Coach Fulmer's doing. I mean, so we've gotten. We've got the opportunity to, to cover these guys since Vitello's taken mm-hmm. over. And, I mean, it it's like it's fun. It's yeah. fun to watch these guys. It's fun to watch them compete. Um, it, it's fun to be in the stadium watching them. It's just, it, like you mentioned, the, the culture has shifted and, you know, into a new millennium pretty much. Right. With this right. baseball program. So, Blake Stansbury asked, Landon could start it short next year. Um, I he's don't know some, about that. I, he's he's still, got some NCAA eligibility. I can still uh, roll it up in the middle um, <laughs> in softball. So I, I think I could turn a double play. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could catch a hard ground ball, ground ball, but a little Rudy two. I could probably get one of those. Throw them out. Uh, I, I believe in you. I believe in you. I think Liam Spence has got me beat at shortstop. <laughs> How do we get you a celeb star? A celeb star. <laughs> yeah, celeb shot. Maybe I, I got a. You know, they in the minors. They've. I think. I know Pat McAfee's played a game. Um, I think Dan Katz may have played a game. Mm. How do How do we get you? How do we, I know college baseball might be a little more strict than minor leagues, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, we take Ross Kivett out for a Tequila Tuesday and just convince him. <laughs> yeah, who's running the Tequila Tuesday deals around yeah. here? That's, we gotta we gotta get going on those. God, Wednesday would be terrible. That's a terrible time to have tequila, like a tequila night. Yeah, guys, it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. 
Easy. I, I love that, though. That was a, uh, first off, phenomenal story. Yeah, know? that's a great story. He was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, let's, let's, let's jump back into football a little bit. Um, I am pumped up for fall baseball now. I can go on and on now about the 2021 season. Yeah. Um, I meant to tell him because he, he uh, talked about how he didn't want to say that team could be in Omaha, but you were talking about how we needed to start booking hotel rooms in Omaha. Oh, dude, I was ready. <laughs> I, I was looking up flights and everything. So Landon, um, Landon believed it too. Damn it. That makes me so mad. Ah. Oh. You want to, let's, it's let's, the most Tennessee thing ever. It oh, really yeah. is. Yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. Um, but let's talk about some recruiting because Rivals is apparently I, I missed this, but apparently Rivals is just what are they doing? Like that's my that's my really only question. What are you doing? All seven Tennessee players ranked in their new top two fifty went down the rankings, and I get like. They want clicks, so they want uncommitted guys. They want them to, to go up in the rankings, and when right. they do commit, it's a big deal. I get it. If they're moving two and five spots, I don't care. But to move a kid 50, yes, 50 spots down, what? How? Without, you don't have any new film, right? no camps. His season hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so, I like... How, is it just one of those things where just like, hey, I'm re-ranking all these guys. Oh, crap. Cody Brown's, um, his picture fell. We'll just we'll just throw him right here. I mean, that's literally what it seems like. They've had more time to evaluate, Landon. Yeah, bull crap. Even more time from the last time that they You're going to tell me the them. last football game, the last really football game that they've seen on film with this kid playing, he was playing Harrison Bailey's team in – the state 7A finals in Georgia. Semifinals in Georgia. Right. And he ran for like 200 yards and like had two touchdowns. They've had more time to evaluate since the last time they evaluated that they were re-recruited or re redid rankings, blah, blah, blah. Just, Who knows, dude. It's uh, so stupid. A kid that has like every SEC offer you could imagine and he moves down 50 spots. It You wouldn't, you wouldn't like sit around and tell me 50 got like – from the end of last season till even now, I'm sure they re-ranked before that. You're going to tell me 50 guys should move above him? No. Right. It's dumb. Someone said, uh, Space Mountain said, I don't follow rivals. Uh, I, I obviously, I, I don't keep up. Uh, I'm not trying to like sell you on anything. Cause and and not, people not, are like, well, they gave, I do follow they gave more. Harrison Bailey a, a five-star They did ranking, give him a fifth star. But did they just give it to him? Because everybody's like, you have to. Like, you, he's won Everything you can't not give it to. It, it was dumb from two. It was dumb that he didn't already have it first off, and mm-hmm. then it was dumb that two four seven never did give it to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I just and then Terrence Lewis moved down seventeen spots. I don't get that. He was a a five star, and now he's you've you've even got more from him because last weekend he meets up with a guy he, on Twitter saying that no Florida linebacker can guard him, and he goes and meets him and. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about it last show. And he guards him, obviously, and then What's jams him up, yeah. and his whole body goes limp. What's hilarious about it is how often should a wide receiver not beat anybody 1v1? Just just 1v1. I'm not talking about like 1v1. He when is a running back. back. I guess I'll give okay. him that. But but a skill player. Yes. And I'm not talking like man-to-man. I'm talking 1v1. When you can literally run any route you want to, you can take as much time as you want to, 
Shouldn't he win that every time? And you couldn't get off the ball. Well, to be fair, he beat him a few times. Right, yeah. I mean... Which is, should happen. Right. Shouldn't you beat them every time? Yeah. But, I mean, he jammed him so hard that one time his whole body went limp. Well, he, like, <laughs> there were a few times that he got jammed and just stopped. He yeah. was like, you're not even trying to beat him. Yeah. But, yeah, he should move down 17 spots because of that. I agree. 50 spots, man. I just, like, how does that even happen? Obviously, I have good answers for you. And, like, I understand you want clicks. I get that. But, like, to do, to move a kid 50 spots, you lose all credibility. So, like, no one's going to tune in. No one's going to look at those rankings anymore because you move a kid 50 spots for no well, reason. Well, let's be honest. They're still going to look at the rankings, unfortunately. Yeah, I probably will too. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at two, 247's number one rival. I, I do use 247. And I don't even know who ranks these people. I really don't. Um, I, I know it's not Brent Hubs and, and Austin Price and, and Rob Lewis. I know it's not those guys. I know they yeah. have nothing to do with the rankings. And I'm not – I think they do a great job of what they do. Right. But I'm like, dude, Rob, what are you doing? I don't know. I certainly don't get it. God, there's, there's a lot of things I just don't get. The NCAA rankings. I mean, this year should be the year where, like, if rankings really don't matter, this is the year where they really don't matter. Right. Whatever. We'll move on. What we got next? Florida Man? Uh, Well, yeah, Florida Man. I do want to show you guys. Uh, let me cut to it real quick. We did get new stickers in. We showed you all the uh, oh, sort of. Landon's got this one already on his laptop. This is my favorite one. i got to get it put on my phone or laptop soon. It is the Juwan Jennings catch. We'll uh, we'll get these for you guys soon. I'll, I'll get them out, figure it out. We've still got some of the uh, Rashawn Golden uh, play. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you, you know it. Still little, got some of those stickers. Exactly. We've got the uh, die cut, uh, similar ones like the Juwan Jennings of our uh, logo. Uh, so I'll got I'll have a sticker pack for you guys soon, and we'll we'll get that out to you. Uh, I'll let you know the details. Let's say by Friday. Friday we'll we'll let you know about that. Okay. And then also speaking of this weekend, make sure you send in high school uh, football plays. We'll have a little top ten action. Uh, whoops. Sorry. Y'all just saw my cute dog on here. I'm trying to let's go there. Um, or you just you just send? Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just looking at my phone. I just, <laughs> yikes. Um, but yeah, send in your best plays from from this Friday night. Even if if it's your own play and you think it's the best, go ahead and send them in. Um, well, if we like it, I don't know if we'll do top ten, top five maybe. Yeah, maybe when we get college fall back, we'll do top ten. Okay, but between both of them. Okay. And we'll just, but we'll just use the high schools in this area, obviously. And let, well, I'll take it back. Unless there's an absolutely insane one, then maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just send them in. We'll, we'll go through. Exactly. Uh, you can DM those to the More Important Issues page, to Landon's page, to mine, uh, wherever. We'll, if you send it to us, we'll find it for sure. So yep. just, just send those in. Um, Florida Man, though. Florida Man. So I've got, I don't know if you saw it. I accidentally flashed it up there for a second. Like I said, I thought it was, you know, I've been saying. That's I, on like a kind of. It's kind of behind a little bit. Oh, you're bit. behind a little bit. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I know we need to get to we need to get an HDMI cord in here so I can project what I see for you. Cause yeah, you're so sweet. I'll work on that. Oh soon. God, boy. So I've been talking about how some of these outfits can't be real. This one they played a game in. I can't remember who they played. Did they win the game? That'd be funny if they did. They probably I, played like South Missouri, Kansas State. <laughs> no offense, give it. 
Yeah, I don't know who they played in. I'm gonna, I'll look it up real quick. Um, but they did wear those jerseys, unfortunately. Um, and it matches some of the ugliest people that I've seen wearing Florida stuff. So, yeah, that's. that's I joke about Kivett going to Kansas State, but he was an All American in Kansas State. Yeah, he's not worried about it. <laughs> he ain't worried about it at all. Uh, Florida man, though, what do you got? Florida man. So. So, on July 8th, 2019, a 43-year-old man was arrested for running at cops that were doing a traffic stop, unrelated to this guy. Dropped his pants, shows them his butt, and takes off running in the woods. (laughs) And they find him, and he's sitting down drinking a beer. That's my Florida man. That's, That's astonishing. Yeah, so... Just a little, little, hey, here's my butt, and then take off running in the woods. That's like the weirdest. For a 43-year-old, like, it, it's funny if, like, a 15-year-old, actually, that's not. <laughs> I shouldn't have been. It's like, oh, when underage I was, kids, hilarious. When I was 15, it was hilarious. <laughs> now, 15-year-old, that's kind of weird, too. Um, but, yeah, for a 43-year-old man to just take off running in the woods after he shows a police officer his butt. I mean, honestly, like, it's a butt. Like, you know, like, who cares? But don't run. Just be like, ha, I got you. You've been mooned. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, was he, like, flashing the butt, or was he just, like, pants down, like, hey. See, I, I this just, is me. it just says butt. I am me. So, if it's just, like, a, a fruit basket and everything, yeah, you gotta arrest him. I get it. But, yeah, they just caught him in the woods, sitting down, drinking a beer. I guess it was Tequila Tuesday. Maybe that's <laughs> I, you didn't think you didn't consider that right yeah possibility. Um, I've got one. It's pretty interesting. Um, Florida man, fifty-six-year-old Clearwater man, was arrested for getting it on with himself. Is what the article says. <laughs> oh, I didn't even laugh that hard. Getting it on with himself. That, that's what the article says. That's the that's the title of it. No, no, no. no. Like that. Uh, that's how it reads. Okay. Um, getting it on with himself at a bus stop last Monday. However, since the act has become somewhat normal, okay, so go on, blah, blah, blah. Um, when asked why he was doing that, he replied, because I'm Captain Kirk. I don't, first off, you're not Captain Kirk. <laughs> Second off, what does that have to do with you masturbating so, at a bus stop? Does he have a thing for Captain Kirk? Sorry, so what, they, what he said was when they found the man, they said, oh, they said, what are you doing? He said, I'm scratching myself. They asked, <laughs> They, you know, continued on, and um, he said, well, I'm Captain Kirk. Stop scratching so hard. I mean, <laughs> don't masturbate in public, people. And then being Captain Kirk gives you no right to masturbate in public. Yeah, even Captain Kirk should do that. <laughs> exactly. I, let's pretend you are Captain Kirk. Yeah. Don't it's do that. still not right. I love these. Someone said, was he drinking a Natty Light? Yeah, I mean. No, Natty Daddy. Oh, wow. Like the big ones. Yeah, yeah. He's going nice. He did it right. If you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, exactly. So. I think they sell. Well, I don't know. What's the difference between Natty Daddy and Natty Light exactly? I think it's just. Um, maybe it's just. Is, is there something. Because maybe it's a size can, but I thought they sell big Natty Lights now. Oh, I don't know. You got me okay. confused. Right. 
I can't remember. I don't drink one and show up police officers in my butt, so I couldn't tell you. I don't drink one at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. No offense to those of you who drink Natty Daddies. <laughs> yeah. I have drank plenty of Natty Lights in my day, thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, stupidity is an epidemic. All these yeah. stupid people. I got one. So, uh, Dan Harrelson. Mm. He says, uh, Jalen Hyatt can play all three spots at wide receiver for the Vols. And has an article about it. Can't yeah, play. because he's a wide receiver. Can't most wide receivers play all three positions? He should be able to wide play. receiver. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. What do you think that article says? Because I know you didn't click on it. I definitely did not. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Bet he's fast. <laughs> yeah, probably. He can play all three because he can run and catch. Mind, mind and blown. run and catch. Mind blown. <laughs> I love it. Mine, uh, my stupidity is Bryson DeChambeau getting caught in a little lie. He uh, posted on this week they're playing at the um, the Olympia Fields course, and he put a picture on Instagram with the dog, the course dog, and said, Trigger, help me get my U.S. amateur win at Olympia Field Golf Course. Hope he'll rub some good luck off on me th- here this week because that's where they're playing. And then the PGA Tour communications even tweeted out. Turns out Bryson DeChambeau played – I can't remember when he played in the amateur. They had it posted. Um, but the uh, the dog would... Oh, he played in 2015. But the course didn't even get the dog until, the, until, until 2017. They posted a tweet about it. They said, Welcome to Olympia Fields, Trigger. And it was in October 2017. And he won the amateur in 2015. Oh. Getting caught in a little lie. Mm, that's not good. Can't do that. I don't... Like, why even, why even say that? What's the point... That's why my stupidity yeah, is. Yeah, because everybody's going to be like, as soon as you say that, they went and Googled it. Like that, that's my stupidity. Why say something so stupid? That's really dumb. Jason Taylor has put Tennessee going 50-0 and twice in this chat. So, sold. Confirmed. I believe it. You should have said it right after uh, we got Coach off here because I would have been like, yeah, absolutely. I would have yeah, 100% should. agreed with you. You should. 100%. Um, I don't know if I have... I do have another one. So the the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers tweeted, "C Seager, and the C is for clutch, and it's just Corey Seager hitting a home run in the third inning." I'm like clutch in the third. How, how, yeah, how are clutch you clutch? The, the game was tied. I'll give him that. But <laughs> the game that got, make you clutch. The game got called out in the fourth for rain landing. Yeah, <laughs> it was tied zero zero. So whoever scored that run, you're clutch too. Was it the game-winning run? I don't know. I didn't care enough. I was just like, that's a, that's a third inning. It's hey, not even the bottom of the third. It's the top of the third. Yeah, so I got a question about baseball, actually, since we're on the topic of it. So, the Cubs are still in the lead in their division. But I was looking at the standings. Who cares? It's, huh? I'm just kidding. No, seriously, who cares? Because the St. Louis Cardinals have only played like 17 games. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so, like like what happens. Apparently, they're gonna like try to get all those games in. I just don't know how they're gonna do that. Yeah, how's that possible? I don't know. Did the playoffs start like significantly after the regular season is supposed to end so they can make the, those dates? See, I don't... I, I think the Cubs and Cardinals at least played... I don't know how many how many times they're playing. I'm sure I'll, they'll just like maybe ex, like move that date, probably. Like they'll try to... But they're doing the a season. lot of double headers where they're doing like two seven-inning gotcha. games in one day. Gotcha. So... Yeah, I was curious. I was like, how is Chicago still in the lead after losing? We lost like three or four straight. 
bad. It's like, what is going on? And it's because the Cardinals have only played 17 games. <laughs> and, yeah, the rest of that division is terrible, so. Yeah. That, that was my question about that. I have a, And I, that's baseball. I have a really good uh, DM that I'd like to read you. Okay. Um. So it's not it's not my DM. You're not a woman, so that's nice. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be very concerning. Um. So it's actually somebody DM Skype. I don't have who it actually is. DM who? Decent birthday at decent birthday. Oh, okay. So he's giving out their at name. Yeah, he DM Skype and was like, "Solve the puzzle." Yelp red, Snapchat yellow, Skype blank, and. Hold on, say it again. I want you to do that. Is it a puzzle I can actually solve, or is it he yeah, just yeah, a yeah. complete yeah. joke? Okay, Skype got it too. So oh, nice. Yelp red, Snapchat yellow, Skype blue. Blue, yes, and they good. Blue a it's seventeen-year seven. lead to Zoom. <laughs> is what he said. Perfect. They said Skype blue question mark. He said yes, yeah, Skype blue, Skype blue a seventeen-year lead to Zoom, and yeah. Skype blocked him. I get it. But that's still at least it was a DM. They didn't publicly out him. Yeah, it's still hilarious. <laughs> I, so I saw something similar to that. That was good. That was good. That was good. Jason followed that up with Jeremy Pruitt is in year three. Uh, it's time to win. I hope it, it, it is time to win. I agree with that. Yeah, just win, win, baby, win. Let's win. Fifty and zero. Hey, you can't have any complaints when you're winning. Hey, I'll, I'll say this: We were talking about the the Tatis thing at how he uh, hit a home run with a seven zero lead. Yeah. Tennessee scored 28 runs in a game last year. There is no safe lead. Zero. None. I love it. I love it. That was the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for stupid. That's all I've got, too. Guys, we appreciate you all for listening. Um, make sure you guys are following along on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and then YouTube at Volunteer Roadshow. And you can also follow Volunteer Roadshow on Facebook and Twitter as well. We've got uh, shows popping up left and right, so make sure you are keeping up with that. Uh, we're here every Sunday and Wednesday. I know this week was a little bit different. Um, we have those. But we try to stay in our routine of Sunday and Wednesday nights. So make sure you're following along. A lot of content coming with football season. So, yeah, let's, let's get going. And check out our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. Um, also, also, go follow our guy, Ross Kivett. Yeah. Um, he, he needs to, to up his follower game. So I don't think I follow. I think I follow my more important issue. Like, also, I just he gave him. me a great idea when – the Smokies come to Knoxville, Tequila Tuesday. The locals take them out. We can be the lo- we can be the locals. Yeah, we actually just yeah we so we need a bar to sponsor us for Tequila Tuesdays. Any yes. home runs hit by a Smoky player. This is why we need this is why we need it in Knoxville. Yeah, I will not go to Sevier Bowl to go drink at Cracker Barrel when they have <laughs> alcohol just down from or the Chop House. I go to Chop. I love Chop House. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chop House. Um, but yeah, any bar downtown that wants to sponsor Tequila Tuesday, will will do it. There you go. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. And I mean, you could go right there to Barley's. Yeah, you could. Are they going to sponsor it? I need sponsors for this. Yeah. No free advertising. I don't want to go to Hannah's. If they sponsor it, maybe. <laughs> I, you don't want to go to Hannah's? Shut up. Southbound? <laughs> I don't right now. <laughs> What's the the wagon wheel? That's where you want to go. I would like to go right <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd enjoy that. Maybe not right now. but Smokies would win a lot more. That's true. That's all I'm saying. At least, on, at least on Tuesday nights. That'd be fun. To like go there on like a Friday night, Saturday night. Tuesday night. Tequila Tuesday, Landon. I know, but that's a, that's a rough Wednesday. It's. It, do you want to win? That's true. If we win, it's on run. I got to do it. Exactly. 
that's exactly. my duty. Um, that's all we got. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, appreciate Ross Kivett for hopping on the show. Yeah. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.